Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell notification so you're notified anytime we put new content, new videos, and new guests coming on. Got lots of new guests, lots of great guests coming up, including today's guest. Probably how to describe Sean? Uh, blogger, podcaster, um, more importantly, a season ticket holder. I think that's the most important thing. You, um, you missed out Club Stooge, Russ. Club Stooge, uh, and obviously well-known <laughs> throughout out West Ham. It's obviously Sean Wheatson. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm, I'm good, or as I would say on the podcast, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Russ. Yes. However, well, I mean, you're, in, you're, you're clearly in, in sort of the west coast of the USA behind you. So. I am, yeah. I'm locked down, uh, as you can see, at the background uh, next to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, you've got a lovely, a lovely view there. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what we're doing, as you know, is we're interviewing lots of people all over the world, West Ham fans and everywhere. Luckily, obviously, you're in, you're in San Francisco, so that counts as international. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and just fun, talking about the memories. Obviously, we've got nothing to talk about now, apart from coronavirus or something completely different um and also talk about the players that meant something to you or mean something to you in terms of sort of your 11 so you know what we're doing is almost categorizing and sort of you know recording all these memories with prosperity so it's lovely so so in terms of you sean obviously you've been a fan for for a long long time you know what was your sort of earliest memories of west ham do you know do you know it's a question i've been asked a lot and i don't yeah. know my first game i was i was born into a west ham family yeah. um you know my um my dad, um, my grandmother was, was an East Ender. Um, and although I, I couldn't call her a West Ham fan, my, my, my grandfather was from Surrey, but obviously my grandfather, my grandmother's father was also born in the East End, originally from Ireland, uh, that family. So I, d I don't know it goes back further than my grandmother, but actually the story is that... Um, they went on holiday, yeah. uh, and I'm trying to remember where. I've told the story, and, and I, I've forgotten them. But, but basically, they went on holiday, and they were staying in a, um, in a hotel, 
with the West Ham first team. <laughs> you wouldn't have it nowadays. So my, my father, as, as a youngster, together, together with my, my grandmother and my grandfather, were staying in, um, in a hotel. And they got to know people like, you know, this is in the 60s, Bobby Moore, and, wow. or even maybe the 50s. I forget what the time is. It's a rubbish story, I'm telling. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that, that's, what, that's how my family's love of West Ham happened. Yeah. They got actually to meet the first while on holiday and the whole team were in a, in a, in a hotel. Yeah, so, I so I was born into West Ham family. Yeah. You don't get a lot of choice. I say that my, 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 my brother is a Chelsea supporter. Oh. He's a black sheep of the family. Uh, <laughs> he was a season ticket holder, but he's not anymore. Um, but yeah, I've carried on the West Ham tradition and passed it down to my son and daughter who are both season ticket holders. Um, going back to my earliest memory, my earliest memory is actually, and this is terrible really, but it, it, it's in the eighties. I, yeah. I, I was taken along to a lot of games. I, I, I saw Bobby Moore. I met Bobby Moore a number of times. I saw Billy Bonds and all this lot, but, 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 you know, when I was a young boy, I wasn't really that interested in football. I got taken along and everything. Yeah. My, my really earliest proper memories, and this tells you how bad my memory is, is actually in the eighties when I went on my own. Yeah. Um, I was a South Bank boy. Uh, and I went with my friend, John, um, uh, and, and maybe this is because of my bad memories, but, but I remember mostly as a youngster, the 1986, 87, you know, um, season, you yeah. know, when we finished third. So that, that, that really is my earliest memory. I'm sure if I really asked some people, they yeah. would go, well, you went to this game, you went to this game, you got this, but, but I don't, you know, I and sort of remember the exactly. um, earlier one. So, so I was sort of uh, going on for 11 or, or, yeah, uh, that's probably, or, or in that my early sense. teens. That makes sense of if it's going on your own or whatever, it's, it's different and it's not just necessarily the game, but it, it's getting there on your own and, you know, walking around and, and being sort of a, yeah. It's like Bobby Moore. I yeah. met Bobby Moore. My, <laughs> my brother went to the Bobby Moore school. Uh, yeah. So I, I live in Surrey, as a lot of people know, not, not uh, San Francisco. <laughs> and Bobby Moore, after he retired, used to do a summer soccer school yep. in Tolworth at Decker Sports Grounds, which is now a goals. And in the summer, he used to run this. And, and you know, he didn't used to take training, but he used to be there on the first day and last day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'd turn up, my brother, etc., cetera, on, uh, on the last day for presentations hello, you know, my dad goes, this is Bobby Moore. Hello, have your picture taken with Bobby Moore. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? He's, I don't know him. I never saw him play. What is he? But, you know, that is a very treasured photo now. But at the time, I'm just going, really? I have yeah. to have, who's this old guy that I've got to have yeah. my picture taken with? Um, but, cool, yeah, really. I mean, memories are what makes it. But, you know, I didn't really get into West Ham until... I was in my teens and, yeah. and started to love football for what it is rather than loving football yeah. because my dad was a West Ham supporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it makes perfect sense. And at least you have some, yeah, I mean, I, I was the same. I was, uh, whatever happened, I was going to be a West Ham fan. Both sides of my family were West Ham fans. Um, there's, there was talk of my great, some sort of great, 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 great grandfather being one of the coaches for the Thames Ironworks. That, that's, that was, that was, the, wow. fam, that was the family story. I don't know if it's true, but that yeah. was a family story. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, anyway, and as you said, you're imprinted and that's it. But as you said, it's only when you start taking an interest in football that you actually then can remember yeah. things. That, that's perfect. Yeah. So obviously, you know, 
say from the sort of the the mid eighties onwards, that's, that's still a, a chunk of chunk of uh, of time. You know, yeah. fond memories, like the fondest memories that sort of stick in your head. Maybe not obviously necessary to do with the. Yeah, I mean, the, just they're all they're all around the South Bank. You know, yeah. being a South Bank boy, you know, paying what what a fiver. You know, not not having a season ticket, turning yeah. up on the day with a fiver in your pocket. You'd got three buses there. You know, I'd I'd had a bus from. We had a good laugh. We used to get a bus from from Chesington where I lived um, into Kingston. From yeah. Kingston, we got a, a bus to Richmond. And then we got a very long district line all the way to Upton <laughs> Park. Yeah, I mean, it used to take us like three hours to get there, but we had a great laugh. Yeah. And then you'd pay your fiver um, and queue on the gate. You'd pay your fiver on the gate and, and you could always get in. They'd ram them in. Yeah. You know, my fondest memories are really in the South Bank, singing Knees Up Mother Brown and, yeah. <laughs> and that rush towards the uprights in, on the terraces that you think, oh, don't get crushed. You'd always... Um, have to go in front of a uh, one of these metal barrier protectors because if you went, it, sorry, but yeah, you'd have to be in front of it. Because yeah, if you're yeah. behind it, you get crushed when they do yeah. knees up, mother round, and it surge forward. Um, that and once you got your spot, you couldn't move, so you had to be <laughs> careful. Don't leave a coat on the ground because yellow waterfalls used to come down because. <laughs> I'm afraid, uh, I, you know, you can, you, I think you can work it out. Yeah, I think, I think the viewers can have a rough idea of what goes on in that place, yeah. <laughs> but they were great days, that's you know, it. the terraces that's, that's the all pushed in together. You didn't get cold. You didn't worry about <laughs> catering or transport or all these things people moan about. You just... Yeah. Just having a good time together. And that, yeah, that's... and that and that's what comes through with loads of people when they talk about their memories is the sort of sense of community. That sort of you know, so I think it might be Matt, Matty Lawless or someone there that was saying when you know you walk down the road, Green Street, and you'd smell what whatever meat was being cooked outside and stuff like that. And yeah. that's what it was all about. But it's pretty, yeah, no, and that's I think that's what that's what people miss at the moment. I know that you know, obviously Bundesliga is, is starting again and. You know, there's. You know, it's, it's, it's... I've just been watching it. Really weird with the echo. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's all German to me. I don't understand what they're shouting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, the echo is weird. Yeah. You know? It's 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 reminiscent of when um, when we do the under twenty three games at London Stadium. There's probably yeah. hundred yeah, two hundred people. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be the norm, I think, for a little while at least. So the new normal, as yeah. as they say. The new anyway, 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 let's let's talk about happier times. So as I yeah. said, what we're doing is we're finding out about your your eleven. So the play that yeah. eleven players, you know, ideally four four two. But oh, you know, I, I never know what a le- I found out what a left half is. I've never known what a left half is from yeah. some people. Um, yeah. But obviously, the people that you you know, you know important to you. You know, the caveats is you must have been able to alive to have seen them play. Yeah, yeah, um, and. And also, it's your eleven. Doesn't have to be the best players. Could be yeah. just your fans' favourites, people that hold dear yeah, to your yeah. heart. Um, yeah. So, who's going to go in goal for the Sean eleven? This is well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little short list because there's always a bit of a story with yeah. me. So, I, yeah, I have got to meet a number of players. So, I've yeah. met Ludo, um, and I know he's the obvious choice. I met Ludo when I joined the uh, West Ham supporters board before we moved um, advisory board, as it was called, yeah. um, back in 2011. He was in, and we're at the bowling grounds, and we, we bumped into him, myself and Nigel Carnot, a reception, and met him. A great, great guy. Massive, tall yeah. guy. But, but uh, you know, he's probably the, one of the best keepers, but I don't know. Uh, Fabianski as well. Haven't met Fabianski, but really, really like him. 
Mm. Phil Parks, again, another one of my favourites, but slightly ahead of my time. I've interviewed Phil Parks, spoken to Phil Parks. We keep in con- contact with him on um, Clarity Hugh, and he always gives us lots of content and everything. But you know what? And, and this might sound a bit, but the one I've got the most connection with is Robert Green. So yeah. I'm going to put Robert Green in goal. Um, just because when I remember, you know, singing the songs, you know, England's number six, didn't we used to sing with him? You know, we, I was in Trevor Brook in Lower for most of my time at the bowling ground as a season ticket holder, South Bank boy, but moved around. But mostly I, I sort of, the last sort of 10 years I was in for Trevor Brook in Lower. So we had a good relationship with the goalkeepers. Yes. Um, but uh, Adrian was another one that I liked, but, but Robert Green. So Robert yeah. Green in, in between the sticks. Greeno, nice shout. As you said, I think very underestimated as, a go- as one of our goalkeepers. And I think outside of West Ham as well, I think he was a really, really good goalkeeper. And yeah, I, I could think... tell you some stories, but libel laws <laughs> prevent me uh, from sharing them. Love it. <laughs> But he was a colourful character off of the pitch as well. Yes, yes. Okie dokie. Right, okay, we'll put Greeno in goal. Who's going to go left back then, Sean? Oh, well, you, you've got to put Julian Dix in there, haven't you, really? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's hard to choose um, anyone else. I've yeah. been lucky to, to interview Julian for the podcast two times. Uh, I've met Julian. So, you know, he, he's, he's a good guy. And, you know, I'm really pleased he he's done well um you know he took on the West Ham women didn't he and then he moved um a Slavs number two and now he's still Slavs number two at West Brom and they're doing brilliantly so so good luck to him but you know the Terminator uh, good days of watching the Terminator you know that was when football was yeah proper you didn't mess with Julian um so yeah there's there's no um no comparison no comparison for me, yeah. he goes left back. Yeah, good shot. And as someone said, you know, it's not the most glamorous position, the fullback position. No. But Julian managed to be one of the only fullbacks I can think of who could galvanise a crowd. How many, how many left backs do that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it might be a yeah. thumping tackle or a 30-yard yeah. ping or whatever. You know, no disrespect to the current fullbacks, but they don't have that gravitas that Julian had. Um, taking from that position. Right, I put Regina off on left back. Who should we put the other side on the right back position then, Sean? Well, again, I, I was doing one of these somewhere else and I said Glenn Johnson and I was told off by Nigel. He said, oh, Glenn Johnson, you can't pick him because he was better after he left West Ham. <laughs> you, you, you know, he didn't really do very well when he was at West Ham and I sort of get it. And again, right back position is one of those areas we really haven't had many good right backs. Yeah. Except Ray Stewart. Yeah. And, and, and that's who goes in, really. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know what? I've never interviewed uh, Ray Stewart. Uh, I haven't spoken to him. I, I do have his mobile number somewhere from a friend of a friend. Uh, but so maybe on, in the future. But, uh, you know, great penalty taker, great yeah. right back, you know, from my days in the 80s, et cetera. Um, exactly. he's, he's a shoe in because there's not a lot of really. Um, there's not a lot of competition in, in that right back area. No, we've no, we've always yeah. been short of a right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's a fair comment. As you said, he's and, he, and you know when we we interview him on the pitch at half time, we still don't understand what he's saying. He's got <laughs> the deepest <laughs> cottage accent in the world. But again, such seems a seems a lovely guy, and everyone speaks very highly of him. All right, so put Tonka on the other side. Who are we going to have in the centre back positions then, Sean? 
So we're going to put Rio Ferdinand in the middle. Yep. L- little story of Rio. Uh, I mean, obviously, academy boy. Yeah. Uh, sold him to Leeds, etc., which I thought was a shame. But, you know, we always knew he was in for greater things. Yeah. But he's never left. He's never forgotten West Ham. And, and a few years ago, um, I was in the Shard, in the Shangri-La Hotel. Yep. And we just had a lovely meal in there. And I get in to the lift. And who's in the lift with me but Rio Ferdinand? He's all suited up. He's obviously been for a business meeting. So yeah. what, what do you say? I mean, with other people, I go, you're Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> he goes, yeah. I went, I'm West Ham. He said, yeah, so am I. <laughs> and I really, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I, I guess I was a little bit starstruck with, yeah. with Rio. I didn't really know what else to say to him. I went, can I have my picture taken with you? And he said, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we got out. It's a long lift from the yeah, shop. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he posed for a picture. And, and this was only about um, three or four years ago. Oh, but nice, nice guy. Yeah, nice, nice guy. Nice guy. Um, and, and obviously what he went on to do. But I still think, you know, even before he left us, he, he was one of our best uh, centre-backs and, yeah. uh, in my time. Um, and easily gets into my team. Yep, sounds great. Okay, who's, who's Rio going to partner in the middle? Then, sure. No, so this this is a tough one because because again you you could put I love James um, Collins and yeah. people like that, um, and and even you know Winston Reid did his bit in his day. Yeah. Um, it it's hard to put people like Diop uh, or O'Bonner in there at the moment. So I'm going to go a bit old school only because um, Billy Bonds. Is is one you know? He's the living yes. legend, isn't he, of the club? And and yeah. I think you've got to put him in there. You know, I was around when he was obviously manager. I did see him play because, yeah. of course, he played right up to um, the late eighties. Yeah. Forty-one yeah, 40, years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never saw him in his prime. I'll be honest with that. But but, but I saw him. him. I've seen him play. You know, I saw him lift two FA cups. Yeah. On the box, um, in my lifetime. Um, I've got a signed photo of him that my brother got, um, which is Pride of Pace, on my 40th birthday some time ago. Nice. <laughs> um, and I have spoken to him. Um, he's a very, very shy man. If you've not spoken to him, he doesn't have a mobile, so you can't ring him on a mobile. Um, but we did have his his home number, and I was going to do an, an interview with him on the podcast. I rang him up one day, and I he went, oh, I, I hope Bill. Sean from more than just a podcast, you know. It's quite softly spoken. And I said, Yeah, yeah, we're can we do this interview? And he said, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But you know, trying to get hold of him yeah. when he's only got a landline, sometimes yeah. he was out. He's he to this day, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't got a mobile. And he moved not long after that. And we didn't <laughs> get his mobile, we didn't get his new landline number. New landline number. As far as, so I never did get the interview, but I did get yes. to speak to him that once. Um yeah on the phone um and you know i it's great that he's been recognized now yes. with a stand yeah um and you know no one's going to beat 799 appearances so uh, no. he's he's my other center back yeah and as you said so softly spoken such a quiet man such so ferocious and tenacious on the pitch and yeah. then and then when they did do the whole stand thing, it was so emotional. He doesn't like fuss. He doesn't like no, fuss. And I'm no, sure no. you know the story. 
you know, when when we did farewell to the Bolin, that he didn't turn up. You know, no, was uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was more worried. Well, you were involved in that. Yes, right? yes. He was more worried <laughs> about his family yeah. in the rain and everything than he was about himself. Yeah. You know, and he really doesn't like loads of fuss. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Great yeah. guy. Lovely guy, lovely guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that all too well. That farewell to bowling. That was that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute change. We have got no Billy. What? What? We haven't got Billy Bonds. Okay. All right. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I've, that... I've got a script to that, by the way. Oh, I've have you got, got the script of it? I've got the script. Uh, I'm I'm donating it to Nigel for his uh, West Ham Museum, but I've got the original script with handwritten things oh. from those days yeah, uh, that was... i liberated from the bowling ground before it was yeah. demolished it was all fun and games yeah, i remember because obviously we de- delayed everything didn't we because because you couldn't get the the the, um, the coaches in so the ga- game got delayed and yeah. so the fireworks was going to be at the end had to be at the beginning because the council yeah. wouldn't let them oh god yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun and anyway games. anyway fun days so okay um that's actually back for it's keeper nice and solid like that who are we going to have on the left side of midfield left wing Okay, I was going to go in front of. Uh, I've, in my list, I've put it in. In you know the two defensive midfielders. So Mickey, let's do gonna, that. We'll do that. Sean. So I'm going to do the defensive midfielders. So it. Declan Rice. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it right up today. He's, nice. he's the one I put in. Declan Rice. Uh, you know, it's great after so many years of barrenness in the academy to to see Declan Rice. Mm. I'm not sure he's going to stay for us forever. Um, I know a lot of people who know Declan Rice because I don't know if you know, but he's a he's a Kingston lad. So he's a Surrey lad. So he was born in Kingston upon Thames. He went to a local school. I know a lot of people that know him. Um and, and funny enough, I think I told you I was I was born in Chesington. Yes. Um and, and my family is still in Chesington. Well, Declan, when he played for Chelsea worked at Chessington Garden Centre, which is where he met his girlfriend. So his girlfriend, I don't know if it's his fiancée now, yeah. uh, comes from Chessington. She's known by a lot of people I know. Um, I know a lot of his Irish cousins. Yeah. <laughs> it seems he's got so many cousins. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cousin of Declan. You always oh, meet yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he worked at Chessington Garden Centre. And I'm sure, although obviously I didn't know he was at the time, I'm sure I used to go in there to both eat at the restaurant and, and go in there. Yeah. So I'm sure I must have met him because that's where all the, the yeah. uh, casual workers worked. So when he was um, he was at Chelsea, he was also working locally at Chesington Garden Centre. But I, I think he's going to be a, a, a great England captain in the future. I wish he was going to be a West Ham captain, but I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I'll be very proud um, when yeah. he goes on to achieve things. And, you know, I won't begrudge him uh, no. move, as long as he moves to a big six and it's not Spurs um, <laughs> <laughs> then you know but I, I think he's one of the best defensive midfielders I've seen oh, yeah. there and I want to put him in front of the back four definitely definitely and I think his his research his emergence into the team has given Mark a new lease of life it seems because someone's because like two two years ago three years ago they thought he, Mark, Mark Noble's legs were gone, you know, it's like that's it seemed. And, and over the last sort of two years, he's become, you know, he can do 90 minutes. And, and I think yeah. it's because Declan is doing the, is doing the, the donkey work, so to speak. Yeah. You know, doing the defensive yeah. work and it's given him yeah. a new lease of life. So, yeah. And no, he's I, still I, a youngster. Long, yeah. long, long, long time to come. He is, definitely. Okay, so we'll put Dex in. Who's going to partner him then, Dex? Then, uh, the, Sean? Uh, Scott Parker, funny enough. 
I love Scott Parker. I know a lot of people sort of thought when he went off and left us, you know. But you've got to remember, Scott Parker won Hammer of the Year three times. Three years, right, yeah. Um, I loved him doing those little circles. Yeah, I could watch him turns. all day long. He's big bum. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I just, it was a treat to watch Scott Parker yeah. and he was just one of my favourite players and I didn't think he got the credit he deserved. No. Um, and, and you know what we're like at West Ham. If someone turns their back on us, we turn the back on them. And I, I don't think that was ever the case for Scott Parker. So um, I, I love watching him play. Mm. And I'd love to see him partner Declan Rice as well. Oh, yeah. Ta- really tasty. That would be them too. As yeah. you said, I think, wasn't, didn't he, when he was voted Footballer Writer Player of the Year, you know, wasn't that the season we, we went down? Or, or, you know, it's like, or something like that. There was, there, you know, I don't remember, I don't recall that ever happening before, you know, and stuff. But um, no, yeah, Scotty P was 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 a solid player, as you said. His, his little turns. <laughs> I remember that he's he's stick his bum out when he's do his little turns. But yeah, all right, we like that. Dex and Scott in the middle. Who who's next then for the Sean Eleven? So I think it's a bit predictable. Uh, uh, it's Dimitri Payet, the snake. But come on. <laughs> We, you know, look, whether you believe any of the rumours or not, or the reasons, all footballers are professionals, they're mercenaries. Yeah. The day of having a, a, a Billy Bonds that stays forever, a long gone. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, Billy Bonds came from Charlton, didn't he? He wasn't a one-man club. No, and he stayed in. Even he? Sir Trevor Brookin went to uh, Cork afterwards, uh, which we always wind him up about. But Dimitri Payet, I mean, that was a great season. You know, you just every time there was a free kick, you just went, it was like a penalty in. And, mm. and I will treasure those memories. Yes. Um, for years. For years. Because you just, you know, it was unfortunate the way he had a strop and left. But you, there was no doubting. No. We, we it, it was beneficial for both parties. It was beneficial for him. It was beneficial for us. Yes. And he just set the... You know, he just set West. It made West Ham yeah. an attractive team to watch. Yeah, uh, and and singing "We've Got Payet," Dimitri Payet was was one of my favourite songs. Yeah, and we sung it so with so much passion and so loudly. You know, yeah. those last days at the Bolin, the beginning of yeah. the uh, London Stadium. That you know, I I I always a bit upset when people call him the snake and you know. Well, he did it to come to us, didn't he? There was yeah. th- th- so. Did. That's it's a bit like an out of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... you love him, hate him, but but you know, we, there were some great times with him. Exactly, and I said we. He was Pyatt, a bastard, but he was yeah, ours. He was ours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, with that final season, it was almost like the stars aligned because I think he made that last season so great at Upton Park because of the free kicks, because of the sort of majestic, mercurial. He was. He's. He's the most skillful player I have seen at West Ham. Um, I can't remember the last time we had a Ballon d'Or nominee at West Ham, you know, um, and he was like seven, he was the 17th, I think, or 13th best player in the world that season. It's like, well, we'll take that, you know, it'll be funny. Yeah. Um, the Euros that year, you know, again, when was the last time we had a West Ham player who performed like that on an international stage? Yeah, you know, so yeah, no, I like, I loved Pyatt, and I think, yeah, as you said, if you look, take him in isolation that season, half regardless of what happened before or after, yeah, no, I totally agree with that, Sean. All right, who else have we got? Who's so next? if we're going to sort of four four two, then yeah. we're, we're uh, you know, I suppose on skill I'd pick Sir Trevor Brooking, and I've met Sir Trev 
Um, I was at the Players Awards. I met him. He's a man of few words. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I've interviewed him. I interviewed him for a Bobby Moore special on the podcast. Um, but it, so Trev's not really my era. No. Um, yeah. I think Frank Lampard deserves again another person that been called Judas and everything else. But I, I like Frank Lampard. Um, despite you know he's seen as a Chelsea man now I liked what he did before he left us um, and he would get in my team he's West Ham through and through and you know he comes from West Ham family obviously Frank Lampard senior Um, his uh, mother was a big West Ham fan in fact I've got a little story because everything's got a story yeah I love it Um, my my mother-in-law or should I say my ex-mother-in-law, um, knew uh, Frank Lampard, senior's wife, I forget her name. I know she's, she's passed on now. And um, so, so my ex-wife's mum, who was an East Ender, lived in West Ham, um, remembers the day when Frank Lampard Jr. was born <laughs> and went to the hospital to see. Brilliant. <laughs> So I sort of married into a West Ham yeah, family, yeah, yeah. but 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 yeah, she said, yeah, I went there and we saw, you know, the the when Frank Lampard Junior was yeah, was funny. born, and they were all excited that uh, you know, and you know, I know he got a lot of grief about, you know, he was old Harry was was putting him on and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it hurt him a lot. And a friend of mine bumped into him at hospital. She she was undergoing um, chemotherapy. And uh, Frank was there for whatever reason. She bumped into him and, and he said to her, look, don't tell anyone. But I still look out for West Ham results. He said, I'm a boy of West Ham fan. You know, I spent most of my career at Chelsea. I'm seen as Chelsea. And of course, I want to see Chelsea do well. But you can't take that, that part of my life away. No, you know, you I always don't. have a look out for the results. I always... Because it's 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 how I was brought up. It's yeah. my family. So you know yeah. this thing that he hates West Ham fans and he hates West Ham is yeah. is not true. There's a little soft spot in Frank Lampard. Yeah. That still is West Ham. You cut him, he's still claret and blue. I'd like to believe that anyway, and that's what I've been told. <laughs> Never met the guy myself, but but um, that's what I'm told for people who meet him. Gotcha. All right. So put lamps in. Yeah, lamps is going to go in. Yeah. Okie dokie. That's it. I like that. In the in their prime, that is a very skillful midfield four. You got lamps, yeah. decks to hold it, Scotty Peter yeah. and Payet and to offer a bit of flair. Right, who are we gonna have up front yeah. then for the Sean Eleven then? So obviously let's start with the easy one. Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. You know, how could he not? That was amazing. It was a bit like the Payet, you know. We we when we took on Paolo Di Canio, you think so we've taken on this basket case yeah. who pushed over a ref and got banned he's obviously very passionate but what were we letting ourselves in for they yeah. were great years um you know i it, it, you can't leave him up front you know he that that premier league goal of you know i was there for that premier league goal when he scored against wimbledon yeah. um and you know he gave us so much magic yes uh despite being completely balmy sitting down, crossing his yeah. uh, legs, re- yep, asking yep. to be subbed. You, know, <laughs> you just loved him, didn't you? Yeah, he did. You know, despite, did. despite all the fascism stuff that surrounds him, it's hard not to love him. No. And the thing that really impresses me, he still loves West Ham. He's yes. got his big West Ham tattoos. 
you know, he played at lots of clubs, but you can see West Ham is his club. Yeah, he got it. He, um, he got it. He got West Ham, didn't and, he? And he even sent a message to West Ham fans recently in lockdown. Mm. So no doubt about it. Yeah, and with that message, he was in a it was in a 1950s West Ham kit, wasn't it? Yeah, he so, was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like one of his match worn shirts. Well, he's gone out, or his agent's gone and bought that for him. You know what I mean? So I, it's like, I, I don't know if you went, but I went to the uh, Tony Carr testimonial, yeah. um, and and of course he played on both sides. <laughs> he couldn't stop the guy. He played for Tony Carr's eleven, and then he played for the West Ham in yeah. each side and scored for both of them. You know, and he he was still quite old then. So I I, I love him, and uh, no, yeah. I would never let him manage us no. or be a director of football. Nope, because he's mad as a fruitcake. But um, I love him as a as yeah. a player and as as a passionate fan. Exactly, good shout. Okay, so who's going to partner PDC up front then? Sure. So here's here's a tough one, and I've got three choices here. Um, you know, I really like Carlos Tevez, despite all the bits. You know. The short time is with us. Yeah. We know we've just had the the, um, the whole big anniversary of the Great Escape in, yeah. in 2007, and uh, and Nigel and Canning Town Len have just done um, uh, a podcast, a history podcast about that year, which I've just mm. listened to. Um, and you know, I've got to know David Cross quite well as well. Um, so I've just done an interview for the 19. 19- 80 FA Cup for the podcast as well with David Cross and I've interviewed David many a times do you know what and he's always got time for me I'll pick up the phone talk to him he say yes to everything and um I remember David being a a goal machine you yes. know he, he always says oh, I don't want to play I did one job I tap him in you know and the it's ball would come it. to me and I put him in um but I'm not gonna put either of those two in my team unfortunately even though they get honorable mentions there is only one player for me Lee Chapman. He's my all-time player <laughs> of West Ham. Yeah. He's my hero of being a teenager. And it's Tony Cotty. Yeah. And, and Tony, I, I've had the pleasure to interview two or three times. I've met him four or five times. Uh, I'm lucky to have his mobile that I can call him up any time. But he, he is my, 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 my childhood hero. And yeah. I've told him that. The first time I met him, I went, Tony, I know this is a bit of a cliche, but you're my boyhood <laughs> hero, mate. You know, that 1986 yeah. was magic. I've met Frank Lamp, uh, sorry, um, Frank McAvenny as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, got his number. Can't understand what he says. I've interviewed him many times. But Tony got his special to me. And that, you know, it, it shouldn't work, should it? You know, the size of Tony Cotty, um, even smaller than I am in height and and you know it just banged him in yeah. and between him and McAvenny that was just a that was magical just, time yeah. in the 80s so I, I'm I, I don't know how Di Canio and Cotty would play up front but who cares who cares who cares, who cares? and who obviously cares? this team I'm would have because he's my he's my uh he's your I hero still think he's my hero exactly yeah. and this is obviously a team for the home games because you've got Paolo in there so anywhere north of Watford you have to put McAvenny or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, McAvenny. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do the bench. McAvenny would be on on the bench to partner. Um, um, yeah, TC uh, for the for the away games. TC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It's, it's um, no, yeah. 
Cot- yeah, I mean, Cotty's Cotty, isn't he? West, you know, he's, as he said, he's, yeah. he, you know, everyone has their 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 heroes, and and he was yours, and and yeah, and that's what's come through quite nicely. There's, there's different heroes for different people, so it's not always yeah. the same people, which is yeah. really nice. Sure, it's boring because if we say all the same exactly. teams, it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? It is, and also that's why that's why we sort of made it. You have to have been alive to have seen them play. Otherwise, if not, everyone knows the legends of Bobby Moore yeah. and Jeff yeah. Hurt, and so they'll. So it'd be like we're off the same 11 people but you know we've had yeah. oh we've had people like Razvan Rat he's he's appeared in, in Charlie Walsh's one because he, yeah. he dressed in a in a onesie for a Christmas catalogue and since then he's been his you know, oh right and, okay and it's, it's all fun and games sure. that doesn't surprise me with Charlie to be <laughs> honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've done some we had uh, Pete May did his chance 11 so players used to sing the chance he loved the most and stuff like that. So it's, it's all been great. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's been lovely listening to those stories as well, because we've so much yeah, access to players. Obviously you get, it's, it's lovely to hear those other stories, which people won't necessarily have heard. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been really no, nice. it's been fun. It's, it's been, been fun. fun. And thank you to everyone for, for watching. Obviously you know what to do, share, like, subscribe. And until next time, guys, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.